Archbooks Treasury Christmas Collection is the perfect Christmas gift for children, grandchildren, and godchildren ages 5 through 9. This new resource is published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040. You can also purchase Archbooks Treasury Christmas Collection at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for December, Archbooks Treasury Christmas Collection, 1-800-325-3040 or issuesetc.org. Last week, a story came out in the New York Times titled, When the Abortion Clinic Came to Town. After Roe fell, a sleepy college town in southern Illinois found itself to be a crucial destination for abortion access. Not all of its residents are happy about it. And quoted in the story was a guest here on Issues Etc., Pastor Mark Serberg. He's joining us to talk about this New York Times story about the opening of an abortion clinic in Carbondale, Illinois. Mark is pastor of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Marion, Illinois, and he has been interviewed by the New York Times. Mark, welcome. Thanks. What's your reaction to being quoted in the New York Times about the opening of this abortion clinic in Carbondale, Illinois? Well, I wasn't entirely surprised because the head of uh, Churches for Life, Carol Foos, had been contacted by the New York Times, uh, wanting to talk to someone down here in southern Illinois about it. And she was kind of hesitant because these pieces tend to be sort of fluff in which they uh, put in just enough pro-life to maintain an appearance of uh, being even-handed. But really, of course, it's pushing the the narrative for abortionists. But ultimately, the feeling was it's better to speak than not to speak. So I had been interviewed several times and had the the author follow up on a number of occasions. So I wasn't entirely surprised that I was actually quoted in the article. What kind of reaction have you received after being quoted in that story? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, fellow fellow Christians are, have been very positive. I did receive through our church website the most vile, <laughs> profanely laced message I've ever received as a pastor. And unfortunately, um, the director of Churches for Life has also received uh, similar communication. So, basically, positive from those who are supportive of life, but obviously, those who are against it speak out in a different kind of way. What was your overall reaction to the story itself, factually? Well, you know, I was really surprised. This book in the New York Times is, you know, the, the big paragon of, of uh, virtue when it comes to the press and whatnot. But they made fundamental errors about the piece. So, for example, they describe how Churches for Life was coordinating the protests. And, in fact, I had told the author that this was Coalition for Life that was doing it, that it was the 40 Days for Life campaign. And, of course, it was by definition for 40 days. So when it came to an end, uh, there was, of course, a drop-off in the number of people who were there. But they reported that it was Churches for Life that was organizing it, and then went on to say that it had dwindled. And I explicitly told the lady that it would you know, come to a, uh, an end, and then we'd be looking forward towards organizing you know, other kinds of events in the future, but not that um, this would be a continual thing. And so it's written up in a way as if the support has dwindled off and there's not as much going on now, which is certainly not the case. When you first learned that the abortion facility was opening in your area, what were your first thoughts? Well, as I've said on a number of occasions, I was I was utterly shocked because we have not had uh, abortion facilities here in uh, the far southern part of Illinois since 1982. I've lived here since uh, 2006, so it's just been a non-entity. And although we've been obviously involved with life issues in supporting the Pregnancy Matters, the Crisis Pregnancy Center in our area, you know, it hasn't been a direct thing. And 
two hours away almost to the, the centers in the Metro East area where uh, it is practiced. And so to find that it was going to be right here in our backyard and, and not just one, but we will rather shortly have three different, we have two operational right now and a third will be opening. And as Monica Shannon, the district life coordinator for our district pointed out, we have more abortion facilities per capita than Chicago does now because it's a much smaller population down here. What steps did pro-lifers take to prevent the opening of that abortion clinic? Well, there was a we had an initial meeting back at the beginning of August trying to get people together who bring together different Christians who were concerned, and that kind of formed a sort of loose network. And so people who live right along Giant City Road there or, or drive it regularly would let us know what contractors were doing work there, and we would spread that by email to people and then just encourage people to, you know, politely contact those businesses and, and make sure, number one, that they were aware of the work they were doing, what that building was going to be used for, and then express that we were not pleased with that. And of course, you know, if that's the kind of business you're, you're interested in doing, then you know that's certainly not the kind of business we want to be involved in. It was, uh, it's been described as harassing, but we were simply expressing our concern and that we, we don't approve of businesses being involved in supporting in any way you know, an organization that's going to be killing babies. Can you tell us about the protests that have been held at the carbon deficit facility? Sure. Well, we were very, very blessed to have Coalition Life come in initially right from the start and do a 40 Days for Life campaign. And you know, the word protest is it kind of rings a little bit funny because essentially it is people standing outside on the sidewalk outside of the abortion facility holding uh, various you know, appropriate pro-life signs uh, and praying. And so it's a chance to be a visible presence in the community, both about what's going on there and also being present to speak against it, just simply by our signs. And then in the act of prayer, asking the Lord to work against these things. I learned that if it's, it was about a three to one ratio of a positive to negative responses. If it was multiple honks, then it was positive. And if it was a one long honk, then apparently they thought I was number one, but I've never seen it uh, signified that way. So, but on the whole, uh, the response was very positive. And we are looking towards, as the, the organization in down here gets further developed, uh, about pursuing further future, you know, sidewalk presence kinds of activities. How has the opening of this abortion clinic galvanized the pro-life community in not only Southern Illinois, but surrounding states? Well, in, in Southern Illinois, it has created something that simply wasn't present before. It didn't have to be directly because we didn't have abortion and everybody was sort of individually doing things and supporting the Pregnancy Matters, the Crisis Pregnancy Center. But when this happened, yeah, everybody had the same reaction. They were just shocked and, and thought they had to do something. And in particular, uh, Churches for Life, uh, Carol Foos, have been extremely helpful in helping us organize. And so we have formed the Southern Illinois Pro-Life Alliance, which is a group of Christians from all different uh, confessions, but working together uh, in a number of different areas. And we've formed different working groups with a, a larger group above it. And we'll be looking to develop uh, work on sidewalks, work with the relation to prayer I'm on the team that will be contacting uh, more and more churches in our area. Our area... We do not have many Lutheran parishes, and we don't have many Roman Catholic parishes. We're really in uh, the Bible Belt. And it's been interesting to learn that most of these churches are kind of independent entities, and so it's not like, while it's very easy to contact the LCMS congregations and to contact uh, the Roman Catholic congregations, these other groups, uh, congregations, many of whom 
are pro-life, but you actually have to contact them individually. And so that's going to be the one of the things we start to work on now is to get more and more churches involved in this. How do you respond to some fellow Lutherans who would suggest that you're only making unnecessary trouble for yourself and your congregation because the gospel isn't at stake in this situation? Well, I would point to begin with to Proverbs you know, thirty-one, eight, nine, which talks about you know open your mouth for the mute and for the rights for all the destitute, and open your mouth judge righteously and defends the rights of the poor and needy, and certainly those who cannot speak at all are, and are the most needy are those in the womb. I would remind them that the Christian Church has, from the beginning, always spoken on issues of life. Uh, Justin Martyr, in his apology, speaks both against abortion and the even more prevalent practice of infant exposure. And so it is a, a basic matter of the, the Fifth Commandment. It is a matter of God's ordering of creation. And so these are our neighbors for whom we need to speak, and uh, we bear witness to God's will in the world. And, of course, the whole matter of abortion can't be disconnected from basic misunderstandings about the Sixth Commandment and about human sexuality. So uh, for a whole range of reasons, uh, this is something that Christians you know, need to be involved in. Pastor Mark Serberg is pastor of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Marion, Illinois. He was interviewed for a New York Times story on the opening of an abortion clinic in Carbondale, Illinois. Mark, thank you very much for your time and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. Folks, you have 10 days left to register for Lutherans for Life's adult and youth conferences at the National March for Life in Washington, D.C. The registration deadline is December 15th. For more information on these events, Thursday, January the 19th through Saturday, January the 21st in 2023, visit lutheransforlife.org, lutheransforlife.org. Pastor Sean Denzer joins us. We'll be looking forward to Sunday morning, according to the three-year lectionary. Looking forward to Advent 3. I'm Todd Wilkin. Stay with us. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. This is Pastor Tyler Arnold of Village Lutheran Church in Ladue, Missouri. The Saints at Village are proud to be an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. If you are in the St. Louis area, join us for the Divine Service at 8.15 or 10.45 a.m., Bible Study and Sunday School at 9.30 a.m., as we receive Christ's promise of salvation and forgiveness through word and sacrament. You can find us at villagelutheranchurch.org. Village Lutheran in St. Louis welcomes you. I am beautiful because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of his family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I say yes to God in His ways. Are you ready for war? 
Are you ready to stand firm in Christ against all odds? Listen to chapel services live weekday mornings from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana at 9 Central, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain, and 7 Pacific at issuesetc.org. Yes, yes, you are ready because God has made you ready. Your hope is built on Jesus Christ and His righteousness.